0: it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London, you just never know. This week we come to you from Jamaica, and in particular, the Hyatt Ziva and Zillara Rose Hall. Now, here we are in Jamaica, uh, and I used to come to this hotel when it was the Ritz, and I have a story to tell, because I've been coming to Jamaica for about 35 years, and there was a time when I used to eat a lot of meat. And when I came to Jamaica, I would always go to this one place where... You couldn't get out without eating everything in the joint and, of course, the hot sauce and the red striped beer and called Scotchies. I still have my Scotchies hat. And I remember one night staying here at the Ritz, and they wanted to do a big dinner for me and about 10 of our friends who were here working on stories. And I got I got a little conspiratorial, and I said to the, the, the F&B manager, I said, look, do me a favor. Just loan me a car. Don't order anything on the menu. Just come with me. We went to Scotchies and ordered out and brought it back to the Ritz Carlton. And you saw the entire dining room shift. It went from like what was on the menu to our table. We were like feeding the rest of the dining room. It's an amazing place, still out there. And then now that the Hyatt's here, they got smart. What did they do? They went and stole the guy from Scotchie's. They brought him here. He is now the Jerk Chef. And his name, Ovin Morrison. How are you, man? Oh, pleased to meet you, sir. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. Even though I'm not yeah. a meat eater anymore, I gotta tell you, your your legend precedes you. Oh, and you you you'll never go back to Scotchies after having my chicken, right? Well, well, if if you were at Scotchies, I'd be going back. Oh, okay, <laughs> but you're here.
2: No, Scotchies were number one. Yeah. Now, No, Scotchies is way down the line, maybe number three. Or oh, four. stop! Oh, I'm telling
0: you. Okay, but wait a minute. When I used to go to Scotchies, right? First of all, it's smoked. I mean, you walk in that, smoke was everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You had that old aluminum corrugated metal, oh. right? And, and and it was all done by wood, yeah. right? Still done that way, still right? Still done that way. And you're still doing it that way.
2: I still do it that way, but I do the the fire cold. I don't do the wood no more. I do it in a unique space with a, with a jerk pan. So I can steam roast my chicken. And,
0: and before you put it on the fire?
2: Before, yeah. No, before I put it on the fire,
0: I steam it just for a while. See, while. that's the key to great barbecue anywhere. What I do, okay, here's my great. Even though I'm, I don't eat meat anymore, I still have to cook it for all my friends. So what I do is I put the oven. I just put it into an oven at like 250 degrees for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Then I flip it, and then that's when I throw it on the barbecue so it oh, doesn't overcook on the outside. That's where the moist stay in. Yeah, see? Yeah, so yeah, like, like, like we're well, cool. We, we, we are yeah. like cool guys together. <laughs> cool I mean, we, guys we
2: got it. Yeah. So there's so much um, experience for me in the jerks business. It's like twenty nine years.
0: So basically, you're an expert
2: jerk. A expert jerk. So when I came to scotches, I was like, I was jerking before scotches. So I tried to bring it there.
0: See, you're giving me lines I can't even touch on radio. You know that, okay? But let's let's move on though. Let's get down to a definition of jerk in terms of the food. A definition of jerk
2: is like, um, you know, normally every jerk center after have, have a little spice. Spices. Well,
0: hold it. On, hold on. Hold on. A little spice. I remember going to Scotchies with with your then Prime Minister P. J. Patterson, okay. who, when I wasn't looking, got <laughs> got the sauce and covered it right. And there was not enough red stripe beer for me to to, to put out that fire.
2: But what I do at Hyatt, I do my my, my spice in stages, right? I got level one, which is ketchup. Everybody use that's no spice for all. That's for kids. That's for, that's wimps. for kids. That's wimps. That's wimps. Yeah, that's for kids. Okay, fine. No, I have my. Jerk sauce was originally made by me. Only way you find a jerk sauce is from Hyatt. Okay. Now we have an hot and spicy sauce. That's a scotch bonnet straight.
0: Boy, when they say hot and spicy in Jamaica, I'm already calling the fire department.
2: Oh, when they say hot and spicy, I mean it your sinus. It, it basically it, it, it make you creates
0: like, new orifices in your new, body.
2: I, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes your white turn to blue. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's of the... Um, Oven, stay with me, because we have more things to discuss here, okay? Thank you. That's Owen Morrison, the, the head jerk chef here at the Hyatt, formerly of Scotchies. I don't know about this hot sauce. we got to talk about Back with more of Peter Gimber Worldwide from the Hyatt, Zalara and the Hyatt Ziva here in Jamaica when we return. Right
2: there you go. Keep that going. This is
0: 372 on SWA. The flight attendants on
3: board serving you today, Teresa in the middle, David in the back. My name is David, and I'm here
0: to tell you that. Shortly after takeoff, first things first. There's soft drinks and coffee to quench your thirst. But if you want another kind of drink, then just holler. Alcoholic beverages will be $4. If a monster energy drink is your plan, that will be $3. And you get the whole can. We won't take your cash. You got to pay with plastic. I'm talking to Oven Morrison, the head that's jerk that's chef here at the Hyatt. All right. When we last left off, you were getting me up the scale of like a five alarm fire here. In terms of hot sauce. But did you put that hot sauce on every piece of jerk? I mean, because there's jerk chicken. Is there anything you can't do jerk? Is there jerk fish? Everything can jerk. As long as
2: you marinate, you, you do ah, so the marination. key is
0: in the marination. The key is in the marination. How long do you actually marinate?
2: It for? Well, for me, I marinate my chicken for like twenty-four hours the day before I use Whoa, it. Oh, see, yeah. that's
0: so you just throw it on the fire? No, you,
2: you don't, because there wouldn't be no flavor. Yeah. So you marinate your chicken.
0: Okay, and now, you what's cook. in the without revealing, you know, state secrets? What's in the marination? Well, the marination is consists
2: of um. A lot of spices and herbs, especially. Well, that's a,
0: that, you're, sound, you're sounding like K-
2: Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh. <laughs> spices Scotch, and herbs. Yeah, the Scotch bonnet pepper. Okay. It's a major. How much are you putting in that thing? Well, it all depends on how chicken you're gonna cook. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if I'm, if I'm gonna use a hundred pound of chicken, which I do, like more than that for the day, I do like a pound of j- um Scotch bonnet pepper. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then um pimento, right? Nutmeg, Soya sauce. A lot more, any honey? No, no honey. My chicken, no honey. No, my, no chicken. honey. No, my chicken. No, maybe a little. the um, the sauce. Okay. Might have a little um, honey.
0: Okay. Yeah, but
2: the sauces different. We make our own sauce. I make my own sauce. Nowhere you go in the world I get my sauce if I'm not there.
0: I got it. Okay. All right. So now we got the marination under control, 24 hours ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then how long does it actually cook? Well, I cook it
2: to, like for 20 minutes in the oven. 20 minutes just to get a color and,
0: and keep then, the you moisture throw, in. then you throw then it. then I
2: throw it on the grill right. and on the grill it stays about 35 minutes for complete cooking slow cooking not too high fire that's where the moisture stays in gotcha so anything you come in and have my chicken it gotta be moist never dry So you gotta say it way. it's gotta be moist Boy, ah. <laughs> Did you like it? because you're gonna find it nowhere nowhere better <laughs> no place because you're, normally-
0: you're selling it you're selling it but wait I got a question of all the jerk that you do, is that the most popular chicken? That's the most popular chicken, right? Yeah, because the jerk pork. No,
2: have you ever had a jerk pork?
0: A long time ago, yeah.
2: Okay, you say you never. Hit, you stop eating meat, right? Yeah. If you ever pass and try, my, I have my pork.
0: I'll go back you, to eating. do guess meat. what? I'm not coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, please don't pass my jerk center. Anymore. I'm
0: not going to do it. Okay, now I got to ask you the one question I ask all the chefs. Take yourself outside the Hyatt, outside the jerk, right? When you're not here, where do you go eat? That's not in the brochure, that's not in the guidebook that people need to know about. Place that you like to hang out at.
2: Place I like to hang out is like um, uh, Pelican. Yeah.
0: And what's at Pelican?
2: The Pelican is um, it's they have a Jamaican menu, which is right. curry goat. Is
0: rice. this the bar, the Pelican Bar that I know?
2: There's a Pelican on the bottom row. Yeah. It's called Pelican Goat, yeah. yeah. They have a Jamaican menu also. For, and
0: what's on that Jamaican menu? What do you they, order there?
2: Well, I ordered a curry goat. The curry goat. The curried
0: goat. Okay, you lost me.
2: Yeah, spices and herbs, very spicy. Well, you know
0: what? With enough spice, the curry goat tastes just like chicken. What well, do you know? why? <laughs>
2: sometimes it's hot. Don't taste sometimes. It's always, always hot. The curry goat? Yeah, no. No, sometimes you know, I cook it mild, and sometimes you cook it hot. It all depends because sometimes guests are gonna go and have the curry goat, right? Yes. Kids are gonna have a taste. Yeah. So sometimes they make it um, hot and spicy. Sometimes. But if you
0: I... say to your kids, "Go have goat," they're going to look at you like you're nuts. Like, Dad, can I have chicken fingers? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because normally, for the person who have never had goat, it's very hard to make him start. No kidding. Yeah, because when you say how. No, you no hold have... it. Once you have goat, you never go back. You never go back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know. I had to say it. I'm <laughs> sorry.
2: Because normally, you know, people don't like heat. Think of goat eating goat, right, right, yeah, because normally people raise goat and say, "Oh, this is my pet and stuff like that, but in Jamaica,
0: we do, so basically what you're saying is in Jamaica, the goats are very nervous, the goat oh, when the goat seizes, the goat's run,
2: <laughs> 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 they gotta be chopped, <laughs> yeah, it's good, mm
0: hmm mm-hmm. So you don't curry favor with the goats because no. they're about to become curried goats. Curry goats. Goat. I know. But the- all right, so you go to Pelican. You, is there another specialty dish there other than the curried goat?
2: Yeah, they have brown sea chicken. They do have jerk chicken, in you know, there, but when I have jerk chicken, they're still not good as bad because I try jerk chicken all over, you know. Oh, so,
0: okay, jerk chicken here, but if you really want to be adventurous, you go off campus, you go to Pelican, walk in there, act like a local and say, can and- I please have two orders of the curried goat? Of the curried goat. Yeah, as yeah. spicy as possible. Spicy as possible. I know.
4: We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector,
1: Victor?
0: Howard Radio, clearance over.
1: That's
0: Clarence over. Over. Roger. Huh? Audible.com has more than 150,000 titles and virtually every genre. So check it out for yourself. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and... 30-day trial. You know, this is an amazing location where we are right here on the Caribbean. Uh, Formerly the Ritz-Carlton, now reopened as, um, you know, a beautiful all-inclusive resort, sort of a first for the Hyatt folks, especially in this part of the world. And they truly are all-inclusive, which I kind of like. And uh, lots of opportunities to do lots of things using this place as your hub. You don't necessarily always have to stay on campus. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit later. But One of the things that we like to talk about on this show are opportunities to volunteer when you vacation. And uh, one of those places happens to be right here in Jamaica, not in Montego Bay, but in Ocho Rios. And uh, that name of the place is called The Animal House. No, it's not a John Belushi uh, sequel. It truly is a great shelter and a great caring organization for the dogs and cats of this country. And it goes back about 25 years uh, to someone who's now going to join us, who figured it all out, realized there was a need, and decided to serve that need, and her name is Maureen Sheridan. Hello, Maureen. Yes, hi, Peter. How are you? I'm great. Hard to believe you you started this 25 years ago.
5: Yeah, I, actually going on 30.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
5: <laughs> long time, well, long time.
0: Yes, and I, the thing is that that people neglect... Uh, And and we find this, in in many cases, after natural disasters, so many displaced animals. But even without natural disasters, there are always displaced animals, and they need hope, and they need help. And that's what you guys are providing. But the best part about it is that if you come to Jamaica, you are more than willing to have people come and volunteer and and help out.
5: Yeah, and adopt. Uh, We have have a growing number of animals going overseas. Doctors, uh, people who come here and they meet an animal and they fall in love, and we ship them off.
0: Now, tell me the the rules and regulations because I remember in the Turks and Caicos they have a wonderful program there for the, they call them the pot cakes, which is which are the stray dogs, and they have a program yes. there that if you adopt a dog through that program, they worked with the airlines that will actually you know get your dog basically uh, all vaccinated, all certificated. And the airline will actually fly it back at no cost. It's 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 a it's it's a, it's it's a it's a great deal. You're helping in that department, but people really need to get involved.
5: Yeah, they do. They do. We we welcome volunteers um, any time. We welcome visitors. Uh, we have a Facebook page, The Animal House Jamaica, which tells people about our work. Um, unfortunately, Jamaica has a dreadful stray animal population. And uh, visitors are usually delighted to hear that we exist. And uh, we do our best, one animal at a time. And um, I, think, I think things have improved, especially over the last 10 years. Uh, we're pushing spay and neuter of animals. Uh, we're pushing uh, for more adoptions. We're a no-kill sanctuary. And we believe go. that the answer is, is not to kill the animals, but rather to find them homes.
0: At any given time, how many animals, more or less, are you taking care of?
5: Uh, we've always got about 200-plus in-house.
0: Wow. And yeah, how many tourists, actually, I'm sure you have a wonderful ratio of the number of tourists who visit to the number of animals that are suddenly adopted, right?
1: <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, we've actually sent over 400 to different parts of the world.
0: Wow. And uh, now, when the, when the dog or cat gets to that location, do they have to eat jerk?
5: <laughs> no jerk, no jerk. Not allowed. Too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I expect in Jamaica you'd find dog food that would say jerk and jerk byproducts.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah. That, actually they'll eat anything.
0: They will. Um, yeah they will. Is for people who want to come and volunteer, what what what, what will you actually have them do?
5: Uh, well, most of all we have them interact with our animals because they can never get enough attention. And with over 200, you can imagine we've, we we do have a small staff, but there aren't enough of us to give the animals the attention that they need. So we welcome volunteers to come and, and, and spend time with them, to bathe them, to groom them, um, basically to do anything that they want to do. We like now our volunteers also, to be happy.
0: And you also have some needs. I mean, you, you, you need medications, medications. You need collars, you need basic equipment for dogs and cats, maybe some treats. So if people are coming, you're not exactly going to turn those down if people will bring them. Oh,
5: no, them. not at all. No, supplies are always welcome.
0: What's the biggest surprise that you have in, in operating this for so many years?
5: Uh, the biggest surprise, mm, that's really hard to say. I, I think. I think the biggest surprise is that we get far more help from overseas people. Um, than we do from local people. We get more um, volunteers from overseas. We get more adoptions from overseas. Uh, We get more supplies from overseas. We get more funding from overseas. I think that was the biggest surprise. We do get help here, specifically from a couple of hotel chains and a couple of very kind individuals. But by and large, our major help comes from Comes from Europe, comes from the USA and Canada,
0: and the good news from a medical perspective is that Jamaica is rabies-free, so adoption is relatively easy if you want to take the dog or cat out of Jamaica.
5: Yes, it is. There's no quarantine in either the U.S. or or Canada.
0: So what you're telling me is that when when Jessie, my producer, who has already announced to me that she's coming to visit you and volunteer <laughs> for a week, I, I have a, stre- a sneaking suspicion that when she leaves Jamaica, she's taking somebody with her.
5: Oh, I hope so. She's very welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does she have a choice? Uh, she
5: always had a choice.
0: But yeah, we'll but what's going There you go. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, give yeah. us the website again. The website is uh, the Animal House, uh Jamaica. org. Yep. The or... Animal
5: House,
1: Riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel.
4: Cruising and playing the radio.
6: With no particular place to go.
0: My next guests are always fun to have on the show because they're an industry. They've got a series of cookbooks, TV programs, they've got a web series, they have a blog. I think they're probably selling clothing, too. I have no idea how many things they're into, except I do know they founded something called Two Sisters and a Meal, and that's exactly who we have on the show today. We've got Suzanne and Michi. Hey, guys, Hi. how are you? Hi.
6: Hi there, Peter.
0: <laughs> nice Good. to talk to you again, because every time, uh, unfortunately, you guys are are not in, in Montego Bay with me tonight. You're Where are you tonight?
3: in Kingston, which is where
6: we I know, live so, so, I'm we're gonna so I'm not going to eat.
0: So I'm not going to eat with you. I'm very upset, but let's <laughs> well, talk you didn't about
6: give <laughs> us enough notice. We would yeah. have ah. come and had, happily made our way if we had a little bit
1: more
0: notice. I I'm know, sorry about that. I know, I know. But I know that every time I see you guys, I'm going to eat real well. But what I really want you to talk about today is how you are defining a whole new brand of, of Jamaican cuisine, if you will.
1: Sure. Yes, you
3: hit it first. Okay, well, I think that... um. Uh, What can I say? I don't know if it is so brand new i think it's almost like a, a revisiting to, uh, of certain aspects of the cuisine that that have been lost and bringing together flavors and techniques that are traditional jamaican techniques but also infusing just you know some more internationally recognized flavors as well into the food but we really keep it very very simple and i think what we think about why when we think of caribbean food and certainly jamaican food is just the real simplicity of a really great home-cooked meal or, or street food or, or the kind of food that just brings, you know, a lot of emotions to the surface that is comfort food that, you know, you have a lot of uh, of fond memories of. And I think that's what we've really tried to create. I mean, what would you add All right, to so,
0: so what would you call <laughs> the most emotional comfort food you got? What's the most emotional comfort food in Jamaica? Hmm,
6: caught a patty for me, for sure. A Jamaican patty. Uh, preferably with a cocoa bread and washed down with some ginger bear or D and G ginger bear or Ting or any other flavour Jamaican soft drink. For me, anyway. Michelle, you?
0: See, I would, I would agree. So, but it has to have a Ting, huh? <laughs>
6: Yeah, it must have a ting or a ginger beer by D and G. I think the patty is our most common street food, our uh most the most go to point for lunch for school children, for working people, for business people, and I think it has completely been um under recognized and undervalued for just how unique and delicious and, you know, incredible an
3: item it is.
0: Okay, then I then I have to ask the stupid question, what's in it?
3: Oh, well, I mean, nowadays you can get anything in a patty, to be honest. I mean, we were, as you travel around and Jamaicans have have spread out, the diaspora has expanded and you have Jamaicans in the U.K. and the U.S., they have patties with all sorts of gourmet fillings, you know, from um, salt fish and salt cod to, to curry goat. But the traditional Jamaican patty is a beef filling. And it um, is absolutely delicious with a flaky sort of pastry crust. And piping hot straight out of the oven, there's just nothing like it. Nowadays, they have vegetarian versions. They have chicken patties, lobster patties, shrimp patties. You can pretty much get anything encased in a pastry. So, um, but unlike a pot pie, it's, it's sold in a brown paper bag, and it's a grab-and-go kind of thing that you walk with that you can eat in the car, um, on the road, wherever you are. It's really quite
0: delectable. So you just go on any stand and say, "Just give me a patty."
3: Yeah, any. I mean, we
6: have patty stores across the island, and they're major franchises, and they are exported to the U.S. and the U.K. and Canada, and you know, newer ones and more bespoke, gourmet versions crop up, and people do their versions. But it's, it's. Um, I think a uniquely Jamaican thing that has made a very worldwide presence. If, if certainly in the diaspora communities outside of Jamaica, um, and other Caribbean um areas so you know patties are everywhere and everybody knows and they call it the jamaican beef patty i mean we in jamaica just call it a patty
0: (laughs) (laughs) i got it i got it so now in your book in your most recent cookbook what would you say is your most surprising meal your most surprising recipe
3: for me, I think there is a, there's a slaw that we do, a coleslaw that we do, that's a vegan coleslaw with um, a, a coconut sesame dressing, and it has fresh cro- tropical fruits in there. It has sweet and spicy jerked cashews. It has um, red cabbage, and just, uh, uh, um, uh, it's really more of a salad, and it's relatively hearty, and I think it's it's a kind of dish that um, people would not expect, I think, from us, but also um, wouldn't expect to be in um, in the book in the area that it is. I think that's one of my favorite dishes in the book.
0: Now we're talking to Suzanne and Michelle Rousseau, the sisters. Susie Q, otherwise known as Suzanne, and I don't know how you got this name, Michie Ice Queen. <laughs>
6: Ice Queen peter because she used to be very unkind and cold to all her gentlemen callers through high school and beyond. So instead of being gracious and friendly and flirtatious as some young women and girls, high school teenagers would have been, she would just slay them with her sword. <laughs> left,
3: right and centre. That's Okay,
6: so unfair. I gotta I
0: gotta I, I gotta ask the question. Is she still the Ice Queen?
3: I would say no. <laughs> no. <Whoa.
0: laughs>
3: I not think anymore. not. I'm not you anymore. Tempered.
5: If you are continuing on to another Southwest destination, please make sure that you check the monitors inside the terminal for your proper gate and flight information.
0: If you are continuing on with another airline, we really don't care. In the interest of full disclosure, I go back years in Jamaica, uh, before this was a Hyatt and and when it was a, a Ritz-Carlton, and even a little bit before that, uh, there was a legendary and still is a legendary golf course here called White Witch. And and I remember, this goes back at least 15 years ago, uh, and my next guest I want to ask me to talk a little bit about it, uh, everybody used to tell me, wherever I went in, in Montego Bay, oh, you know, that that, that golf course, man, it's haunted. There are, there are ghosts in that golf course. And and there's the legendary story of the White Witch. And I said, yeah, sure, fine. You know, ghost, please, forget it. and But the, the stories kept on coming. And my next guest may know a little bit about that and the history of that uh, of that White Witch course because he's the golf pro and, uh, and runs the joint. Keith Steen, how are you, sir? I'm very well. So is it haunted? Come on, the truth.
4: I would say it is, yeah. How?
0: And who? Who's doing it?
4: Well, uh... The story is that the Rose Hall Great House was built in 1770 by a gentleman named John Palmer and he deeded it to his grandson or maybe great grandson in about 1820 and his name was John Rose Palmer and he brought with him his wife and her name was Annie Palmer. Now I understand that she was born in England and she grew up in Haiti and her parents passed away. Well, then away. that's haunted right there. There you know. go, yeah, right. Peter, you know? <laughs> so uh, her parents passed away, and she was raised by her nanny, who was quite uh, good with voodoo and uh, that kind of thing.
0: So no one does voodoo like she do.
4: That's correct. So she makes her way to Jamaica, and she just caused havoc. She, killed, she ended up killing uh, her husband, John Palmer, and two others. This is Annie. This is Annie. Wow. The legend of Annie Palmer, but, yeah.
0: But the name White Witch... She
4: was the White Witch uh, of Oh, there we go.
0: Annie Palmer. Correct. Now I have to tell you my story. That's hear it. 15 years ago, we were shooting a piece for one of my television shows, and I called my producer to get a crew down here. I said, "Listen, I can't be there, but I want you to go shoot the golf course. It's called the White Witch." And legend has it, her, by the way, her name is Tammy Leader Fuller. This is an absolutely true story. I said, "Tammy, the legend is it's haunted. She says, oh, you are so full of it. It is not haunted. All right, I'll go shoot it. I said, I'm telling you, Tammy, just check it out. So she comes down, and I call her on the first day. So did you shoot the white witch golf? No, no. I'm. Are you kidding? I'm not going to shoot it. Tammy, you got to go shoot it, because I'm going to talk about this for Halloween on one of my shows, that the rumor is that it's haunted. She goes, you guys are just, oh. second day, Tammy, did you shoot it? No, not yet. I'm, you know, having jerk chicken. Stop it. Are you going out there or not? All right, finally on the last day, I force her, go out there and shoot it. Just shoot people playing golf, we can tell the story, blah, 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 and I don't hear anything. There's no phone call from Tammy. I try to find her. She's not answering on her cell, she's not answering emails, and I call the hotel. Oh, she checked out early. Checked out early? Where is she? Three hours later, I get a phone call from Tammy in Miami. She goes, you are nuts. This is crazy. I said, Tammy, why'd you leave early? She said, Well, I did what you told me to do. I went out on the golf course. I got my camera guys out there. We were shooting it. And I kept on, they kept on telling me it was haunted, just like you did. I said, You guys are crazy. It's not haunted. And I stepped into a trench and broke my ankle. She says, I'm never going back. It's haunted. So, okay, yeah. you've heard stories like that before? <clears throat> sure, certainly. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. So. And there's a golf course. It's the golf course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's the most haunted hole?
4: That's a good question. I might say maybe number five.
0: Because?
4: Well, like I, our former, uh, when we first opened in 2000, our first director of golf, his name was uh, Andrew Rogers. and the, the Don't the, tell me he was killed. No, the lore okay. has it that uh, what Annie would do is she would go out on her horse with a flowing white cape and she would ride amongst the... Uh, uh, you know, the slaves at the time. And she did this right at dusk just to terrify everyone. And Andrew swears that right at dusk, twilight, he has seen this, uh, this Annie Palmer on a white horse.
0: Legless horse. A legless horse?
4: Yeah, you can't see the legs. Oh, yeah. Paint, the paint blown, that
0: picture for me. I yeah, love it. Yeah, Okay, so some people... And numerous have been, people
4: have seen this. I so, pa- had, uh, so
0: some people have been through the desert with a horse with no name. This is a horse with no legs. There you go. Okay. And where's this guy today?
4: I believe he works in China right now. Yeah. I think he, so he, yeah, he, he's been he all over. He fled the island. He, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone, yeah. So how long have you been at this course? I've been here as well. I've been here since 99. And have you seen the horse? I have not. Have you seen Annie? I have not seen Annie. You're still I've alive. seen a lot of strange You're things, still, though, Peter. Really? A lot. So On the golf course? It, yeah. I'm telling you. I, Give me the
0: strangest thing you've seen. Oh,
4: goodness. I've seen equipment upside down in ravines. Probably I've with seen, Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, it, it can happen. If you can think of it, even if you can't think of it, it's happened here.
0: So, if you don't hit the hole-in-one, you could be in a hole-in-one.
4: That's correct. That is correct. Anything can happen. Okay. Is it a
0: challenging course?
4: It is very much, yeah. It despite very, any. It, despite any.
3: Hello and welcome to Alaska Flight 438. We'd like to tell you now about some important safety features of this aircraft. The most important safety feature we have aboard this plane is the flight attendants. Please look at one now.
0: My next guest has a distinction of being not just a master blender, but one of the few female, in fact, the world's fi- first female master blender when it comes to rum, her name is Joy Spence. Hey, Joy.
1: Hi. How are you doing, Peter?
0: I'm doing fine. So let's get down to a definition of terms because I know you work for the guys at Appleton. And when I come to Jamaica, the two things I think about are dominoes and rum. That's correct. <laughs> and, yep. And, and the two are not always exclusive. Um, and, and, and they're mutually exclusive, I should say. What, what does a master blender do when it comes to rum?
1: A master Blender is responsible for ensuring consistent quality for the existing um, blends and also to create new blends. So overall, the Master Blender is responsible for the general quality of all our rums and developing new blends.
0: Now, when you talk about rum, you're talking about everything from, from orange peel to molasses to, uh, to nutmeg, and, and geography does play a role, doesn't it?
1: Geography is very important, and Appleton Estate is located in the heart of Jamaica, in the Nassau Valley, where we have a very unique um, microclimate, and this creates um, daily showers of rain at about 2.30 p.m. every afternoon, which is perfect for growing sugarcane, which is a starting process for making our rum.
0: Right, and, and if the sugarcane, and there are different varieties of sugarcane, right?
1: Yes, we have over 10 varieties of sugarcane, and these do have an impact on the taste and aroma profile of our rums.
0: So, for example, you talk about coffee, you're going to the Blue Mountains, but if you talk about rum, you want to be where the rain happens every day at 2.30. <laughs> that's
1: right. To so get perfect sugarcane.
0: Exactly. So, now, if I go to Barbados, that's a different kind of rum, isn't it?
1: They no longer grow sugarcane, so they actually um, import their molasses. Whereas we grow sugarcane, then we um, make sugar at our sugar factory. And the byproduct is molasses, which we now use in our process. But we manufacture our own molasses.
0: Now, when it's time to age this, you know, it's one thing to put wine in or, 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 or even single malt scotch uh, in oak barrels. You're using oak barrels as well, right?
1: That's correct. We use white American oak barrels.
0: Have you always used that?
1: Yes, we've always used white American oak barrels. And Why? we use white American oak bars because those bars produce very rich vanilla notes in the rums and low tannins, which is what we're looking for in our final product.
0: Now, there, I, I remember going to Cuba years ago, and there's Havana Club, uh, and they have the Havana Club regular and the Havana Club dark. And, of course, we always go for the dark. Is that Am I making a mistake?
1: Well, the premium gold rum category, that is the hottest category now in rums, and this is where we're going to have significant growth in the next five years, and the Appleton Estate range is in the premium gold rum category.
0: And is that darker?
1: The darker rums are what we call our confectionery rums or punch-type rums, which has a lot of caramel in it.
0: That's why I like it. Okay, now the secret's out. Okay, now I understand why I like the darker rum. It's, it's got less of a kick to it and it's sweeter.
1: Yes. <laughs> but of course, the gotcha. Appleton Estate range, um, we have um, several different expressions from Appleton Estate VX, which is great for cocktails, um, moving through to our luxury room, Appleton Estate 21, which you will enjoy the same way as you would a fine cognac or a single malt because it has beautiful vanilla, coffee, cocoa, hazelnut notes, and just Round and smooth, perfect for sipping meat.
0: How much are you sipping every day? Tell me the truth.
1: Most of my tests are sensory. Um, The most important facet that a master blender should have is good sensory skills because um, we do more sensory tests than tasting during the day. So I do walk in a straight line home at the end of the day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You mean there's no designated driver for you, Joy?
1: No, no. We drink responsibly.
0: (laughs) Hey, is there a reason why Jamaica grows so much rum, I mean produces so much rum? Is it because you're also growing the sugar cane?
1: Yes, because we're still um, big in sugar, and so we grow a lot of sugar cane. Of course, the byproduct is molasses, so this is why, you know, we produce a large amount of rum.
0: So basically, I have to come out there with you and tell everybody I'm just using my sensory air area and not sip, right?
1: That's correct. And you'd be <laughs> amazed of the different flavors that you can detect in our rums. Most people, when I take them through this exercise, they can't believe that rum can be so sophisticated and so rich in flavors. You've been listening to Peter Greenberg
3: Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world.
0: If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Look around. You
2: can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader
5: hi this is jill schlesinger cbs news business analyst certified financial planner and host of the money watch podcast this is the show where your money is not scary it is a show that's all about you